Welcome to Jays From Home. My name is Matt Gower. I am your host today. Uh, The regular co-host Steve is away. I think he's picking up his dog today or yesterday or some some day. His dog is in North Bay and he has to go get his dog. So that's that's where he is today. Um, So in his stead, I have a special guest today. We've got Dow of Steve making his return to the show and we'll talk some Blue Jays baseball a little later on. Um, In the meantime, we'll talk some Blue Jays baseball. Let's see here. Um, this week uh, is it was a bit of a, a, a slow uh, week as far as games go. I felt like it was almost uh, like a week off. There was only two weekday games. Uh, it was a, a short two-game series against the Yankees, uh, an evening game and then a, and then a day game the next day, um, and two off days this week. So so with all those uh, games in a row uh, in April. Uh, in April and May, they, they they got some some days off banked up there. So uh, they had a so so a hard a hard start to the week, I would say. Um, they lost six to five um, on Tuesday, uh, despite a strong outing from Kikuchi. I was talking about this with with Dow. Uh, you know, he seems to be um, improving as he. Uh, is, is is pitching on the mound he seems to be getting getting better he's still working on things so uh but it, it seems to be to be working for him though kikuchi is is, is uh, playing better and better uh jimmy garcia was thrown out of this game for uh hitting josh uh donaldson and i think the hook was a little quick for the uh for for the umpiring crew there i didn't i didn't uh kind of see that uh that incident live i actually went to bed because i was pretty tired that day but um it didn't. It didn't seem intentional when I saw the replay. And then um, shortly after, they they, they threw at Bobuchet's head, and, and nothing was done uh, to the to the uh, Yankees for that. So it's the, the the umpiring is is inconsistent, and that's just not great for baseball. Um, and then Wednesday they lost again to uh, basically Gleyber Torres scored five runs uh, against the Jays. Three. Uh, he did all the all the offense for 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 uh, the, the Yankees. Um, so that was a, a short series, but they, they lost both of those games, uh, and they lost the Rays on on Friday five to two after an off day on Thursday, and, and Springer uh, left the game with a sprained ankle. Um, so that was a, a tough to see, a little scary, uh, and he, he missed the, the Saturday's game as well. But the Jays won that one five to one, breaking the five game losing streak, and, and Ryu in his return pitched uh, pretty well. Um, and they they kind of turned the lineup on its head a little bit. It seemed like with Matt Chapman leading off and and um, and Vladdy hitting second and and Teoscar third and and uh, Bichette hitting cleanup. But it it, it worked. Um, they're they're doing another version on Sunday of that lineup, but this time with with Springer returning. Um, so so hopefully that'll uh, infuse some some runs into the lineup because the the thing that has been uh, troubling them in this. Uh, kind of losing skid has been uh, cashing in uh, runners so uh, hopefully this will this will work again today um, so my my strikeout for the week has been this five game losing streak it's it's tough to see um, but I think we got the hardest part out of the way so um, you know the Jays can can look to start adding some wins to the to the to the win column. Uh, again soon. Um, the sacrifice was was Springer getting getting hurt. Um, it's always a scary thing and always a, a risk to, to when when you see him get hurt. That's I think the second time that he's he's kind of 
given us a scare this year, but he hasn't hit the injured uh, list yet, so that's that's good. Um, and like I said, he's back on Sunday, DHing, so that's that's a good thing. Uh, and the home run uh, is that uh, yeah, uh, Ryu and Jansen are, are back in the lineup, so it was good to see see them back. It seems like uh, this is a totally different team without them, uh, so it's nice to see some familiar faces. Um, all right, so we're gonna go to the weekly poll. Um, and the weekly poll was, which AL East rival should the Blue Jays be more worried about? Um, the Yankees, Rays, Orioles, or Red Sox? And, and it's pretty much it's split between the Yankees and Rays. And I think we talked about this in the interview with, with Dow as well. Um, I guess he, he's right. The Yankees, until they, until they get hurt, are the team to worry about. I, I still think that, that like injury, um, injury is a skill. And they ha- the, the Yankees have some very skilled players as far as getting hurt uh, and, and breaking down. So, so uh, that's kind of what I'm at least maybe hoping for because Stanton and Judge and Gallo are, are some, some tough, uh, tough hitters to face uh, in a lineup. And, but their pitching has, has been going, going well for them for sure. Um, it was announced uh, as far as in, in uh, uh, the MLB will we'll play some regular season games uh, in – London. I, well, they, they'd mentioned this before, but maybe they, they've made it official uh, in, in 2023, 2024, and 2026. So that's 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 interesting. I'm not sure why they're choosing London as a venue. And even Rob Manfred mentioned that he wanted to, he could see an expansion team uh, in London in the future. And I, I think that he just kind of says whatever he says to kind of please the reporters. I don't think that uh, that is even a possibility. Um, so yeah, that's 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 just interesting. And it was also announced uh, earlier this week that uh, that Canada and the U.S. women's baseball teams will play an exhibition event in Thunder Bay this July. So that'll be interesting. Hopefully, it will be uh, televised. Um, and they, I think a few years ago uh, we had some sort of similar kind of tournament here amongst women's baseball teams uh, in Ottawa. We, we we went and saw uh, one of those one of those games. So that that was so it's it's always interesting and it's always good to see uh, more women in baseball and and. Uh, traditionally uh, at least as far as how the US treats its w- women players like they usually are, are encouraged to go down the softball route but I think I don't see see what's wrong with with encouraging more more women to play baseball because the more people playing baseball the better the better and and who knows maybe we'll see a, a, a woman uh, make the major leagues uh, as a player uh, and I think you know a, a a coach is, is 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 coming coming soon. We've seen already a woman uh, coach uh, first base uh, this year, so that's uh, I think I think it's coming. So that, that that's good. Um, not a lot to say this week. Uh, like I said, it feels like it's almost been like a week off of, of baseball, <laughs> and it's been a pretty busy week. Uh, we've been preparing for. Um, uh, a, a big birthday party between our, our, our preschooler and our toddler because we're just combining the two because they're a month apart and we had to like cancel our preschooler's birthday due to sickness. It's a long story. If you have kids, you understand all these things. But um, yeah, it's been a bit of a, a whirlwind week for me. But here's the Titans check-in. Um, they won their f- first official game. They were on the road in uh, Joliet. They won 10-6 to and... They uh, ended up winning the series. I'm not sure what game two ended up being, but I think game their their game on Saturday, or maybe 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 it was a four game series. I don't know. I just know that they officially won their series uh, yesterday, according to what uh, the Titans are, are tweeting out. So that's that's good. Um, and it was announced that uh, CKDJ uh, 
107.9 and 94.5 Unique FM are going to broadcast the Titans games on the radio. So that'll that that'll be good to if you're if you're in the car locally here and want to listen to some local baseball. That'll be good to hear. Um, so yeah, that's that's great. Um, looking ahead, um, the Jays are going to be facing Seattle and Cincinnati at home next week. So that'll be um, interesting to see. Um, I've, I've, I heard today that um, they're not going to be, and uh, R- Robbie Ray is not going to be uh, pitching. Uh, his turn in the rotation isn't coming up. I don't know whether he's actually going to be making it up with the team because it's rumored that he's not vaccinated, but I think his turn in the rotation isn't uh, happening uh, this series. So he will be, um, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see the tight pants uh, this week, uh, maybe, maybe from the bench, but we'll see. And Minnesota Twins check in. Uh, they are 19 and 15, first in the Central. Uh, I, I don't know what's happening with the White Sox. Why they are not performing up to standards? I guess I guess they're dealing with a lot of injuries. So it's it's surprising to me that the the Twins are doing this well so far. But they did have to place uh, Carlos Correa on the 10 day injured list. Uh, he got I think he, he got hit and his finger got hit by a pitch or something. So I think he's dealing with like a contusion. Because so I talked about last last week how they had to like do. MRIs or X-rays on it or something, but he's on the, he's on the ten day IL, so um, that's a big a bit of a blow for for their offense there and, and defense too. Um, and this week they'll be facing the Oakland A's uh, in Oakland, and they'll go to Kansas City to face the Royals. All right, and so now we will go to uh, my uh, talk with Dow of Steve. We are here with Dow of Steve. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks. Good to be back. Yeah. Um, did you uh, did you see last night's or yesterday evening's game? Yeah, yeah. I uh, there was a there was a, a part of it that I was listening to, but I did uh, I did manage to to catch I think most of the scoring uh, one way or another. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, now the thing that really, um, I was I was PVRing it, so I didn't, I wasn't watching it live. But the thing that really kind of stood out to me, and I, I was off of Twitter all day, so I don't know what the reaction really was to this. But how did you feel about Matt Chapman leading off? Uh, I mean, in a way, I don't mind the mess, uh, messing around with the lineup. I mean, things, you know, I think needed uh, some sort of uh, amendment, uh, some sort of change. Um, uh, you know, and, and I think I can see the logic in the sense that, uh, you know, in the same way that there was a moment where they put Bichette in the lead up lead off spot with a notion of, I think, maybe get him to see a few more pitches or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I probably would have preferred Espinal leading Me off. too. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, and I've I've heard that from a few friends um, who who made that comment. So I probably would have had Espinal leading off, um, but you know I think it's probably a, a bit of a balance between getting the lineup going and also getting uh, Chapman going as well, uh, giving him the chance potentially to see a few more uh, pitches in the zone. So yeah, I, I probably would have gone at Espinal, but I mean I. I, I don't think it was a bad thing for them to to move the lineup around. And I do see that they've kept 
Vladdy uh, second for the uh, for the Sunday game. So. Yeah, they just released the lineup, and, and Springer is back DHing. Um, and yeah, I, I like I like Bobichet in the cleanup position because his bat is starting to come around now. I just it, it was like I, I was starting to think. I think on Friday night I, I was I was thinking to myself, why are they batting Espinal so low in the order for so often? Because he he seems to to be one of the most consistent hit, hitters on the lineup. And yeah, he was he'd be great in leadoff lead or like today and yesterday in the fifth spot is also not a bad bad position for him either. And I still think I think Matt Chapman the way his bat is going right now. He is still like I think they have him batting sixth today, so they still have him. I think he should be lower, like like seven eight. Yeah, I uh, I uh, he's batting he's batting sixth today. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the thing about about Chapman and is that he's been hitting the ball hard, and it it's just it seems like he is the one who is getting affected the most by this new sort of dead ball or squashy ball or however you want to refer to it. Um, you know, the the ball that he hit last night that. Um, you know, if you take a look at the the uh, exit angle and velocity on balls that are hit like that over the last four years that, you know, most of them or all of them have, have been home runs. So, like, he's been hitting these warning track shots that, uh, that um, uh, you know, or uh, was, I forget if it was, maybe it was Friday night. He hit one hard, like really hard at a directly at an, an infielder. So, you know, I, eventually those are going to start squeezing through or falling in or, or going out. Uh, you have to, you have to think, I, I guess. So, uh, but, uh, uh, and, and if you're, I, I guess you kind of look at him and Lourdes at this point in terms of, you know, who's doing better. It's a little bit of a toss up between the two of them. So, um, they're kind of the, the same player just on opposite, uh, uh, ends of the spectrum where, where Matt Chapman now is, is his, I, I just love watching him play third base. And as a defender, he's just like the best in, in the AL. That's for, for sure. Whereas uh, Gurriel is more someone you want on the field because of his, his bat. Right. Right. And, and we saw, we saw a, a bit of a rough throw yesterday uh, on, on, I forget who, who stretched a single into a double, but uh, he kind of, he did a, he looked like he was back at second base with that throw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, he's it, it, it's never boring with Lourdes. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, um, and and Ryu was back. I thought, other than that 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 home run, which kind of made me nervous, uh, I thought he looked pretty pretty good. What were your thoughts on on uh, on how he looked yesterday? Yeah, I I, I thought that he looked uh, good. Uh, his velocity had ticked up a little bit, which you know, like it's it's amazing how the difference between you know, uh, 90 and 92 miles per hour on the fastball makes such a difference for him. Um, I, I also thought that some of his pitch sequencing and, you know, if that's him or if that's Jano, uh, you know, being back as well, I thought that the pitch sequencing, um, really helped him. Uh, it, it, you know, it, I think it was keeping batters more, uh, it was keeping the batters more off balance. And I think that, you know, when you're Ryu, that's what you really need to succeed is to be, you know, you're, he's not going to be blowing people away. So it's going to be, you know, a, a lot of um, deception and changing of the eye levels. And, and uh, I thought that he was uh, 
he was really well. Uh, I thought that uh, Danny Jansen did a really great job uh, catching him as well yesterday. Yeah, and and um, not not just his own mix of pitches, but the actual like mix of pitchers in the rotation is going to be interesting now that all the starters are healthy because we've got Manoa today, and then we've got um, as Manoa. No, I guess this Kikuchi is probably coming up after Manoa. I think I'm not too sure, uh, but like just the way they 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 have the the the, the pitchers kind of staggered in their styles and in their paces um it, it hopefully kind of keeps the opposition on their toes a little bit yeah yeah it's, i mean although uh, i think sometimes that can be overstated uh, you know it, it'd be one thing if they were to play the the next game right after if you're talking about a double header or whatever yeah yeah it, you know whereas i think that guys can kind of reset overnight but um uh but to some extent you know i i think having a bit of a you know, a, a mix of different pitching styles um, uh, works, and uh, you know, uh, it would be uh, it would be great if um, if you know they uh, if we continued to see good stuff out of uh, Ryu and 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 Kikuchi as well. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, uh, and that's you know, it's it's funny because it's this time of year where people are reacting to such small samples and like it amazes me that in april people are talking about dfaing guys with three-year contracts and and kikuchi and, is, is still improving he's still, like he's still working things out while while he's playing he's working things out on the mound while he's while while he's pitching and, and it's working for him yeah yeah and and it's also too i mean i think that you can see a little bit of the push pull with kikuchi in terms of i you know i and you know, I don't know this, and but I, I get a sense of him, you know, starting to trust the game plan that the the Blue Jays are setting out for him, and and it's just it's not something that he's used to in terms of how they're saying to to you know to manage his repertoire, and and but uh, you start to see it sink in, and him because there were times. There were a few times where you saw him like shaking off fastball and wanting to throw the slider and then having the slider get uh, crushed uh, earlier in the year. So so if he can uh, if he can, you know, sort of have have trust and faith that the game plan is going to be the one that that uh, works best for him. I I think that uh, I think they may well have really found uh really found something in him very very cool um now back to Ryu. um do you think that maybe they're not gonna like i know that he's just back from injury and he's not stretched out fully yet but do you think that they're gonna kind of keep a short leash on him is he gonna almost be like kind of like a piggybacking with someone like ross stripling uh yeah i mean yeah you know it, it did seem like they were uh, like they were going to keep a tight lid on his pitches. I don't know how many he threw yesterday. Uh, I, I, he did. He did four innings, but I don't know. Let's just see. I have I have the box up from yesterday. Um, yeah, it was four plus. And uh, but um, in any case, I, I I could see for his first one back that they would that they would kind of keep him in you know uh, uh, keep him uh, somewhat. Uh, limited. Um, yeah, he only threw 71 pitches yesterday. So, and, and I guess as soon as stuff started to get stressful for him in the fifth, they, they, uh, I think wanted to hit the shoot on it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, I, I feel like he may have been one of the ones who was most affected by, uh, 
the the strange spring and the um, the short spring training. It really didn't look like he was ever really comfortable in the uh, early few starts. So, um, and, and and maybe tried to ramp things up to a regular season in the middle of the game a little too quick. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I think you still need for him to be able to go out there and throw at least 90 pitches. So, um, uh, and managing the managing the roster managing the bullpen um and the number of arms that you have at your disposal i think is really kind of what's going to make or break this blue jay season in a lot of ways um and you know uh, i i think that there's a limit to which they can expect to be able to piggyback he and uh stripling uh on every start yeah and i think more likely we're going to see either Ryu go to the to the phantom IL and and have and have uh, Stripling take his place or or every now and then maybe put him in a in the as a, the sixth starter to give Ryu extra little bit of rest. Um, yeah, no, I can I I can certainly see that. I I've thought that you know potentially going with six starters was not necessarily a bad idea uh, for the Blue Jays. And uh, now some guys don't like uh, that, and they are finally starting to get back to a schedule that's like a little. Um, uh, you know, less of a, a grind than what they had in the uh, initial um, the initial four weeks. So, uh, in, in any case, I, I mean, Stripling Stripling has been you know has been uh, good. He's been an asset. Um, I've always loved the idea of uh, 100 inning relievers or swingmen. Um, I think now with the way that that all pitchers pitch. I think even the idea of a, a hundred innings is almost getting you up into what a full-time starter throws in the run of a year. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but uh, you know, and uh, some of this, I think, you know, Stripling's really the only pitcher who they are sending out for much more than three outs. I mean, Mesa on occasion, I think Jimmy Garcia may have uh, attempted to to get more than three outs, but um, they do need a guy who can go a couple of innings for them. Uh, Trent Thornton yeah. got sent down. Sim- Simber might, I think Simber might have that. He might've done it at least once this year. Yeah. I love Adam Simber, but he also, he really walks like, I don't know if it's a tight rope or a slack rope. It's probably a slack rope. If you take a look at Adam Simber, but, uh, he, uh, it's, um, there, there are moments where you just sort of think like the more batters that he gets to see, you wonder whether or not if they're going to start to uh, start to figure some of that out. Um, yeah. But uh, but the the big thing I think that's sort of hanging out there is what's Nate Pearson going to be and and when is he going to show up? <laughs> not what, but when. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, now you you mentioned the uh, the squishy balls a, a few minutes ago. Do you think that the humidors that the, the MLB has introduced are, are are just ruining the baseball? Well, I mean it's. I think the the ball right now, there's just so much going on with it. They had attempted to fix something at the core of the ball, uh, and they were supposed to do that last year, but then with production, they ended up with only sort of half of the, the you know, it's not exactly a dead ball, but um, uh, uh, of the, the squishy, squishier balls or whatever it is. Um, 
and the humidor uh the humidor was in i think about half the ballparks it was at rogers center although mm-hmm. they you know I, again i think that some of this is they're really getting incredibly cute with what they're trying to do with the balls um you know the getting rid of um the sticky stuff for the pitchers but then you know the the balls the other night looked incredibly pearly white which you know and uh, but they're they're not communicating it properly to the teams because if they sent out some messaging saying that the teams are supposed to be in charge of rubbing the balls not the umpires anymore and, and nobody knows what's going on it's it's amazing to me because like this has only been the tradition for like 150 years of major league baseball or or whatever is that the umpires rub this rub the balls up like that's what i always understood was that it was the umpires and even if it's the umpires who are like checking out what was done by the clubhouse guys or whatever like it's still i mean it's it's ridiculous that in the middle of the game that you have pitchers who are staring at a ball and saying like this is like straight out of the package like what's happening here and and it speaks to the integrity of the game so uh, it 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 seems now like look the 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 margin for error for everybody just given the quality of the athletes that we have the velocity at which pitchers pitch you know like i mean there's just so little margin for error that any deviations on the ball i think start to get inflated in terms of the uh the impact um so it's it's an issue i guess we'll see once the the warmer months come and and what that does to the ball and and you know whether if the ball's been yeah. flying a little bit more the bigger thing for me frankly and maybe it's just been watching the way that the blue jays have been pitched and especially vladdy um the calls on the outside edge of the strike zone are just getting ridiculous and it's a ball that can't be put really can't really be put into play in any way that is um that is uh, dangerous or or what have you uh and the fact that umpires keep giving those calls i i was never a a robot umpires guy um but I, I I think I'm 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 being radicalized into one here this year just because that's those those pitches are not pitches that can be put in play with any sort of authority and it's taking the bat out of some of the best players in the game. So yeah, make, it, the, make the pitchers throw strikes like that's the whole point of the strike zone. Yeah, it's, there's there's a, there's a, a lot to, a lot going on in what you just said, but like um, I feel like like with with umpires, like and especially we've seen a lot of like ump shows, like they were recently against I think there was the Boston Atlanta game, um, there was a bad call and it just went went south pretty quickly, and also the the New York game uh, for for Toronto there where where uh, Jimmy was it Jimmy Garcia that hit a hit a batter, yeah. um, and the I feel like do you, do you think that the umps are kind of worried about their their job security in this like is it like maybe it's not subconscious it's not uh, right in their conscious but like like it it feels like they're they're putting themselves in the in the game more this year so far yeah yeah i i mean maybe it's just a matter of that we've seen a few incidents so far and Mm -hmm. i mean i i i would say that i think that it's kind of the opposite that uh, i think that the the umpires are incredibly secure in their uh positions i mean uh, and and maybe maybe I'm straying into ageism at this point. I think that I, I I do think that there should be some sort of a mandatory age at which uh, umpires are uh, you know they don't necessarily have to be 
uh, pushed into retirement, but at least taken off the field. And maybe, you know, that's a that's something where you take those those guys at, you know, 50 or maybe it's 55. But, you know, but just thinking of again, what we were talking about, about velocity of uh, pitches and, and the ability for them to, to be able to, to uh, stay on top of the game. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cautious to not say like, you know, send them out on an ice, ice flow at 50 and, and whatever, but, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, to see if there's a way that you can, they can remain engaged and employed, but also, you know, not on the field and, and maybe that's about changing the way in which replay is done. Um, no, you know. Yeah, and I think I think that um, there's also some actual like probably scientific methods where they can probably gauge if an umpire can track the speed of a ball. Like they don't actually have to be do it in game systems, game situations, but uh, they could probably just use some some like eye tests to, to figure that out. Um, and I just wonder like what is going on with with all these balls and all the the umpire stuff like what's going on with the competition committee like are they just like i feel like something like this with the with the quality of the baseballs with the with the calling of the balls and strikes like theo epstein i feel like he should be like hands and foot just like yelling at the top, top of his lungs on top of a mountain to to get uh rob manfred and, and and everybody to listen but it seems like we're not like we, we've heard some rumbling about rule changes coming next year, but we're hearing nothing from this like competition uh, committee and it feels like they're being ignored to me. Yeah. I, it's really, it's, it's hard to say uh, what's happening. It, it does seem like they're, they're looking at things that are a bit more gimmicky in terms of, um, you know, uh, taking out shifts uh, or, or limiting shifts and, and like larger bases and like a whole bunch of other stuff that seems like it's easier. To me, the strike zone is the biggest piece. And, and you know, when there's balls that are, there's far more balls that are, uh, sorry, there's, yeah, there's far more balls that are called strikes than strikes that are called balls. Uh, and, and I think that, that tightening up the strike zone uh, bringing the pitchers back into the strike zone, I think, is going to solve a lot of these sorts of issues that people were concerned about around, you know, well, the game is just descending into three, two outcomes and there's too many walks and there's too many strikeouts and there's too many and there's not enough balls in play. And I think that if you fix the strike zone, it probably resolves a lot of those issues. So um, but it, it, it seems like the one that they are moving the slowest on. I, I, if if an, if anything though, the last couple of years has shown us. It's funny because people, you know, the runner on second rule. I think people thought that was just an abomination until they saw it, and it's like, okay, it's fine. Like at least we're not here for like nine hours watching a game or or six hours, whatever it was, the Canada Day yeah. game that uh, against Cleveland. Yeah, Darwin Barney and um, uh, um, uh, I'm blanking on his name but the other infielder who got hurt um uh, pitching in any case you know I, I i don't mind that the seven inning double headers i actually thought were uh, a good idea um i i kind of missed them this year to be honest with you <laughs> and uh so i i think that some of these changes to the rules are are things that uh, can be managed and and even pitch calm this year it's amazing that that thing the first time we saw it was in spring training and it has had i think a significant positive impact on the game 
uh, this year. So, you know, if they can continue to do things like that, that that can have a positive impact, then that's that's great. And um, and I guess we'll just we'll see what the rules are for next year. Maybe I, I'm someone who's very much against them taking shifts out of the game, but if they limit them in such a way um, that you know you're still able to play defense, but maybe not get into the the sort of extreme shifts that frankly the Blue Jays have been the leaders on this year. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe that's not such a bad thing. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I'm still up in the air about that because I feel like that's like they're still they're treating a symptom as opposed to to because they they need they need to fix like they need to give the batters a bit of an edge because like there's so much uh, on the pitcher side that the pitcher like as far as like help training you know all these all these uh, you know science they, there's just so much that the pitchers have in as an advantage. Um, now this week we saw the Jays were get, faced the Yankees and the Rays. Um, I don't know. For me, I feel like the Yankees, like they're just, they're gonna get hurt when, when, once the start. Once once the weather heats up, they're gonna they're gonna break down the, all the all the big guys. Like, do you think the Yankees or the Rays are a bigger threat for the Jays? Uh, I, I I think it. You know, until until guys start to hit the IL, I I think that the Yankees are pretty are a pretty scary looking team right now. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. The pitching for the Yankees has been better than I had thought. Uh, I, I probably had written off uh, uh, Pedro Severino a little more than uh, I should have. And uh, and that bullpen is still just uh, insane once you get into it. So, you know, I, I, I think that the Yankees are starting to look like the Yankees. Um, the, the Rays, I would never write them off though i mean there's whatever sort of insane voodoo magic uh chicanery that's involved with that <laughs> franchise they're always going to be they're always going to be right there so i mean it's it's still going to be a tough division boston's fallen off are they really that are they really as bad as they are or is that like just bad luck to start the year I, I don't think that Boston is as bad as they as they have looked. I don't think that they were as good as they looked last year. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, sort of uh, somewhere uh, somewhere in between. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just thinking of you know Boston's bullpen. It's it's a little their bullpen can be a little shaky. There's a couple of slots in their starting rotation that are a little bit iffy. So, you know, it doesn't take very long for a team that's like on the edge of contention to turn into a 75 win team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so we're, we're, we're looking at this week, we're looking at Seattle and Cincinnati. What do you expect out of, out of the week ahead? Uh, well, uh, I think my mantra has been that every series is a trap series now. So, <laughs> uh, so the second that you think that uh, you're you're getting an easy week is the is the week that you end up getting you know uh, losing two series against two teams that you should beat. Uh, it's it's hopefully I mean Seattle Seattle's a really interesting case because I don't think. I think we were all scratching our heads about them last year and trying to figure out, you know, were they as good as their record? And, you know, all indications were that they probably weren't, but there was some, some tremendous luck that was involved there. Um, Seattle's also, you know, Jared Kalanick just got sent down. Uh, uh, Mitch Hanniger is out until sometime in July. Like there's some big, 
there's some some places where they were expecting to get production where they're not getting uh, production this year. So, um, but Thai France, what do you know? Thai France is like uh, <laughs> all world. I, I was sorting on something the other day and, and I forget, I forget if it was a WOBA or if it was war or whatever it was, but there's Thai France, like at the top, like, you know, right in along with, you know, the trouts and the machados and whatever. So, um, so, you know, they'll, they'll be, they'll be interesting, um, to see. And the Reds, uh, the Reds are kind of a sad franchise yeah. at the moment. Um, and, uh, I, I, I've, I think I've seen that there's a thought that Votto is not going to be back in time for the series in Toronto. So, um, which would be kind of a shame for, for Blue Jays, uh, fans or for Canadian baseball fans, but, um, you know, I, I, I think I'm uh, I may be superstitious or just uh, humble enough not to assume that any series is going to be an easy series. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, I, I think that if it's, it's, it's nice to have some uh, some some teams that they're playing against who aren't, you know, the the Astros and, and, and the Yankees. I think I think that maybe I think that maybe they've the Jays I haven't looked at the schedule too far ahead, but I think they've gotten through the, the hardest part of the year so far yeah i think that you know i think that they have um although sometimes you know with these uh with these things you you start to to look ahead and then a team you know like minnesota they get in that uh first uh weekend in june which minnesota has played a lot better um uh, they're heading out on the road they'll be playing the angels the angels look uh pretty amazing so um so there's some there's uh you know like every there's no there's not that many easy games uh and um even even all of the games that they've got against baltimore uh down the stretch uh you know like who knows what sort of a baltimore team they're going to be playing at that yeah yeah uh, um but you know i i think for the jays it's less about the opponents and it's more about them just getting their game uh, a little bit back on the rails, you know, to the conversation that we were just having. Like, uh, one of the things that I remember uh, a a very smart Blue Jays analyst saying, you know, uh, in, in the winter or in the early spring was, you know, well, the Blue Jays are going to hit. Like, you know, we don't have to worry about that. The Blue Jays are going to hit. <laughs> like, well, are they though? And, uh, and that's really been the challenge so far. So I hope that they do. And, uh, and, and hope that, uh, you know, in spite of, in spite of, uh, some of the struggles they are still, uh, I think, uh, in the mix and, and hopefully the good parts of the team, uh, are going to be something that helps them, uh, keep afloat, uh, even when they're struggling. Yeah, and one last question for you, non non MLB related. How does it how does it feel to have baseball back in Ottawa? I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I just uh, even this week saw that uh, Kumar Rocker is going to be pitching in the. I know we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him though. He's playing the the Titans play uh, Tri Cities on July the first, and then and then the draft is later that month. So that's the only time they might face him. Okay, so I wasn't sure about when uh, when he would be uh, potentially uh, or July fourth. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, well, but in any case, that it's going to be interesting uh, this year. I mean, I'm still, you know, you you still 
comb through the rosters and and it's you know kind of a whole new team after years of having the champions and there's some continuity there so uh but just having ball back in in town you know i'm really looking forward to getting out to the ballpark and um and you know there's uh nothing quite uh like it and i kind of have a sense that the frontier league might be a nice um might be a nice level of competition this year i mean it coming out of that comes out of the whole reduction in the minor leagues um and the the fact that there were fewer teams so maybe there's some more guys who are going to try and uh hang on and and so it might raise the level of competition so it's sort of um it's 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 sad in some ways uh but also if uh you know it'll be it'll be a fun i think it'll be a fun season um and uh just really happy to have baseball back in ottawa yeah i'm gonna be uh at the the home opener i think enjoying a, a bose beer and, and and some great baseball and and yeah guys like kumar rocker coming coming to the league i think we having a a good amount a, a good good level of competition amongst the players is is, is gonna make for some great baseball in, in town here for sure um dow thanks for thanks for joining me um always great to talk to you oh thanks for having me yeah, um, I guess tell everybody uh, in case they don't know uh, what, what where to find you on Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, Twitter is uh, Dow of Steve T A O O F S T I E B I before E, um, and uh, I have a um, uh, uh, subscription newsletter uh, Dow of Steve uh, dot Substack dot com I believe. Um, it's uh, it's on my Twitter. Page, so you can find it there. Uh, I've only done, I think, one so far this year. I'm going to try and write a little bit more there and still uh, contributing um, to Sportsnet uh, on occasion. Yeah, always great to, to read your, your your blogs. And yeah, looking forward to the next sub stack. So yeah, great. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thanks for having me. All right, and we're back. Uh, that was a great talk. Thanks, Dow, again for for joining me. It's always great to talk uh, baseball and, and hear different local voices here in Ottawa uh, uh, talking about uh, the sport. Um, now on to some personal stuff to talk about. So, like I said, we had some some birthday parties this week, and the only time we can really kind of prepare for stuff is is while while the kids are away or while they're sleeping. So we're my my strikeout this week is is wrapping paper is definitely loud. Like we were we were wrapping presents and the kids were sleeping and every every move that we make that would every crinkle of the uh, of the of the wrapping paper would 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 just cause this great noise and we would we would flinch waiting for the kids to wake wake up. But luckily they they stayed asleep. I was even blowing up a balloon and it popped, and 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 Bill kind of stirred, but he stayed he he did stay asleep. So so that. Uh, that that was a little nerve wracking. Uh, it's 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 you know you have to kind of sneak around uh, when when they're asleep when you're when you're preparing for things like that not to knock things on the ground or make loud sudden movements. Um, so yeah, and st- the sacrifice for the week is nothing like a, a birthday party to force you to clean a winter's worth of dirt <laughs> in the house. Uh, yeah, uh, things just when you have kids and you're stuck inside the house, things pile up and things there there were large piles of, of of things in the house so it was actually nice to kind of be able to 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 clean up a little bit um a little a little uh a little short lived though because you know after after everybody 
after the party's over and everybody's gone, we're left with another mess to clean up. Uh, wrapping paper, cake, food on the floor. <laughs> but uh, a little easier to clean up than when, it, when it's not, you know, months and months worth of dirt piled up. Um, so, yeah, and my home run is, is that it was just felt like kind of a regular weekend uh this 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 weekend you know like we had we had a birthday party we had the house was full of people we had you know um uh we had someone come over from monkey rock to play play songs for the kids and and yeah it was it just felt like we were having a regular regular birthday party like and we haven't had one of those since before the pandemic i think leo's first birthday party was the last time we had a big get-together like this with, with people uh, that weren't, like, close relatives. So it was it was nice uh, nice to, to, to kind of be able to have people over to the house. I, I don't, I, I guess, kind of my only uh, contact with other people is usually through this podcast. So it's nice to see uh, regular folks face-to-face and uh, have uh, kids bouncing off the walls and... and for the first time, I guess it was because of he just wore himself out. But Bo slept in his crib the entire night and woke up at, at six a.m. So that's never happened uh, in just over two years now. So, so uh, yeah, things are, are 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 feeling normal, which is weird. We're gonna we're gonna head off to uh, on a trip to PEI later this summer. So that's that's it's it's crazy. We're we're doing regular family things. So that's 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 nice. Um, and hopefully, uh, speaking of back to normal, um, Steve will be back on the podcast uh, next week, and uh, we will be able to talk about some winning uh, baseball for the week for the Jays. Um, in the meantime, uh, yeah, not much for me to say. It's been, a, been a, sh- a short whirlwind of a week as far as personal stuff, short week for baseball. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see some new teams that the Jays are facing next week at home. So uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.